This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Happy New Year, and welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you, and we've got great questions that have been submitted. And our first question for this week, Michael, is a cultural question. How should a Christian respond to the NFL players who are kneeling during the national anthem? There's no way to answer this question in a way that does not upset someone. Somebody's going to be upset with whatever we say, wherever we yeah. land on this. Which makes me even more excited to answer it. So, yeah. <laughs> not that we are in yeah. tune to hurting yeah. people's feelings. Right. So, let's let's empathize. Yeah. Let's empathize and uh, with a bunch of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Let's empathize with soldiers who the flag comes to represent something they are giving their entire life for. That's right. Right? Honorable, wonderful sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Let's empathize with the experience of minority communities um, living sure. in America. Now, can we? I can never empathize. Let me be honest with a soldier to the point that I need to. I can just hypothetically put myself in their shoes because I've never been to war. I've never mm-hmm. been in the military. Same with minority communities. I've always been um, a uh, middle class white male. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yep. so which again, I hear people talk about that as like some kind of derogatory term, like. I'm sorry, God made me white and he made yeah. me male and I'm not going to really... And I can't do anything about not changing feel that. guilty about something I had no control over. Um, so that's, that's, that's a reality, but like there's a reality of, of, um, of the, of the black and minority experience, which has been really just objectively atrocious and terrible and hard. And, um, right. yeah, we've made a ton of progress and, uh, per, my personal experience, uh, living in Chicago was, um, it, it was again. This is only anecdotal, so I have no okay. judgment statement beyond this. Is uh, by and large the African African community in downtown Chicago that I interacted with um, did not respond well to white people. Okay, uh, living in Missouri, the white community was terrible to the black community. Mm-hmm. Growing up in uh, suburban Detroit, uh, these are just my anecdotal experiences. Yeah, this There's is way your experiences. More going on around. Sure. All I'm saying is I've got these limited limited views growing up in the suburbs of, De- of Detroit. Um, there, I just saw nothing of the sorts. It was just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a lot of, I mean, there was there, I am sure I am positive. I'm just saying I didn't, ex- you know, so like, uh, as we say all of that, um, the experiences of minority communities have objectively, objectively been difficult. And, um, that's, that's a, that's hard. Um, most of America, let's empathize with them. When they look at the flag, they have a lot of affection for it. Most Americans, I think, do. Yeah, and um, there have been minority liberal communities, by and large, that are are um, making America out to be the great Satan and the oppressor of the world. And uh, obviously, you know, you and I don't buy into that a narrative. Yeah, I definitely can't buy into that. I and mean, so this country all... has done a lot to help other countries and and help countries that were struggling financially and resource in in their resources, uh, times of crisis, national uh, catastrophes. This country has come to the aid of many, many, many countries yep. over the years. At the same time, my loyalty isn't to America. It's to Jesus to Christ. Jesus first. And uh, I have no need for America to be the best nation in the world. I'd like Correct. it to be because I live here, um, but I have no need for it to be anything other than what it is. Um, my identity is in Jesus. My greatest loyalty is to um, Jesus Christ into his church. And um, so when I think about big picture, like if somebody kneels at the flag or, you know, my identity isn't crushed, mm-hmm. you know, um, here's what Colin Kaepernick said. And I think, I think there's so much controversy around this issue 
not be like not because people are kneeling, but because the it seems that the first person who kneeled, what he said is set the tone for all it, of yes, it. Yes, it set the tone for all the rest of them to follow. Right. So let me before I even read it, let me give you a hypothetical. If Colin Kaepernick didn't say what he said, and the black community said, We're gonna kneel, um, and uh, kneeling can be a sign of reverence, actually. Oh, um, absolutely. And so if they came up and said, we're going to kneel as a sign of reverence to the American flag and also as, as a sign of um, plea yeah. for the for the American people to open up their eyes to the African ex- African-American experience in America. Sure. Uh, there were, I don't actually think anybody would view it as a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, they would actually see it as, uh, no, we're still kneeling because kneeling is something you do as a sign of That's respect. Sign of re- respect and reverence. Right. And uh, so the kneeling is is objectively not disrespectful mm-hmm. it's of itself. What has made it disrespectful or perceived to be disrespectful is what he said. So here's what he said. Quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. He said, there are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. So even the last part, right? If he would have just, he could have said that. That But when he says- Pretty strong statement. It is. I am not going to stand up to show pride Pride. in a flag or a country. This is an anti-American sentiment. Yes. When all of America is not doing, it's it's an overreach. It's an overreaction to some things that were happening at that time. Correct. So- uh, because he set the tone for what kneeling is, to kneel is to basically communicate. Now, whether or not they they mean this, I think this is how most of America receives us. To kneel is to say, I'm ashamed of America. I'm ashamed and I am going to not honor what this moment is really all about, which right. is to honor our country. Right. The hard part is he's kneeling at the national anthem and at the flag, yes. which symbols are huge. Yes. So he's not just saying, I'm ashamed of America. He's saying, I'm ashamed of our flag, which it, I'm ashamed of our national anthem, which here's the translation of that. You're saying you don't support our troops, which yes. culturally speaking is like anathema. Like that's one of the Ooh, worst yeah. things that you can yeah. do in America, yeah. particularly to a crowd of NFL. Like, I don't know what the NFL is thinking. Mm-hmm. Like your, your primary audience Right? It, the people who are paying to come to your games, I'm sorry, but they're like military backers. Let's yes, put it that way. That's right? for sure. And there's a reason half their stadiums are empty as of late because of what is they, – they've really poked at their at their core. Because what he did, now many others have followed. Right. And not just followed soon after that, but they continue to follow. Right. Now, it seems like it's getting reined in a little more recently. Yeah. But the but damage has already money. been done. Yeah. And only, only because of money, let's yeah. be honest. And not because of principle. Right. Here's the challenge. If Colin Kaepernick did not set this as, Neil, if you're ashamed of America, yeah. this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. It's the shame over his country. Now, I can step back and I can look at our country and say every country in the world has done some really, really bad, dumb things. Mm-hmm. I can't control all oh, of absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely. And there there are things that our country has done historically that I have to admit I am terribly ashamed of, that our country would do the things to the Native Americans, to, to other people groups throughout history. It is absolutely appalling that our country would do these things. Yeah, and the, the residue— of that is all around us. And I think here's something sure, that anybody would agree on is that if you right now are a, bl- a black man or woman growing up in suburbia, 
it's going to be a lot harder than if you were a white man or woman. Right. You're going and to it deal could with be the same thing for Hispanic. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there are different, let's put it this way. The Hispanic community has had a level of oppression, but not not near not like nearly, the African-Americans. Yes. Yeah. It's a, they're categorically different. Sure. Um, it's all hard, but it's just different categories. And um, and if you are a black man or woman growing up in the inner city, um, it's it's even harder. Um, so there's there's just again, I, I'm not saying this from personal experience. I'm saying this because I'm listening, because um, mm-hmm. I'm watching, because I've 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 seen some of this firsthand. But for the most part, like I'm trying to listen and empathize, and, and I'll be the first one to say, like, I've never experienced that. I've never I've never experienced anything of the sorts, you know. And mm-hmm. and um, and on the one hand, I'm grateful for that. On the other hand, like I have a responsibility to fight for justice. Period. Um, especially, 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 especially in the church. Right. Um, what, what, yeah. what I think, having worked in the in churches, a church in the South, it was really disturbing to see the attitude of white Christians. Yes, toward totally the black agree. community. Yeah. We literally in the city. There was a tr- there was there was a track. And there was well, one there was a right of, side and a left side uh, of the yeah. track, or the right, right side yeah. and wrong side of the track, which which is strange That's to me. Crazy. But uh, it was a palpable experience in the mm-hmm. community, and that was in the early two thousands. Let alone what had been happening for forty years before right. that, you know. And I wasn't even in the deep south. I mean, mm-hmm. you go deeper mm-hmm. south, yep. you're getting more. It's you know, and so in the church, like we have, we don't just we have an obligation to ensure that racism in every one of its forms is obliterated out of the Christian community. It's absolutely destroyed because there is no place for a Christ follower to hold to those kind of positions, to those kind of prejudices. God loves all people of all nations. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is the great commission that we are to take the gospel to all people of all nations, all people groups. And if we can't follow his instructions, then shame on us that we would have that. One of the things that I totally appreciate about Village Church, and and many of our listeners don't know this, but we have a ongoing relationship uh, with a ministry in Haiti. Mm. And to see and to love people and be loved by people of a different country, a different color, a different culture, and to come in the name of Christ and and to have the, the most unbelievable, sweet, fellowship, Mm. as we call it in the Christian realm, the love that we have for each other. And the only thing that we share together is our knowledge and love of Jesus. Culturally, culturally, we we could not be more different different. than the Haitian church. And yet we come together and we love each other and we care about each other. And it is an each other experience. Oh yeah, we don't come down there to save the day. We no. actually the whole point of the ministry partnership is to have ongoing relationships between two churches yeah. and to pray for each other and encourage each other. It's and true. It's a true love one another, and it's a, yeah, it is really amazing. Uh, I think you know, in terms of you know, when you think of the American uh, just church, right? Um, I can't necessarily change a ton of things, um, but what I can do is empathize and go out of my way to to listen and to do whatever I can and to hear their feedback and just to really uh, pursue justice at every mm-hmm. cause to create a very different culture of village churches where both in leadership to think yes. differently about it. And as leaders, we have to pave the way. We have to lead from the front, lead by example. How do we interact? Mm-hmm. How do we address these issues yep. and wow. just demonstrate that we're not going to put up with it and this is not going to be who we are as a church? Yep. There's a other side to this. I want to come back to the whole point of the kneeling. Yeah. At the same time, I have no issues with the kneeling. It's this tone that was set, the motivation. So now the kneeling, which could have been good, it could have been been a sign of respect and of awareness, right, Mm -hmm. has become 
if you're ashamed of America too. Yeah, you do this. You follow my example. And that's the hard part about nations. Nations aren't perfect. Every nation, it doesn't, until Jesus comes, there will be no perfectly just and righteous nation, which is why we pursue it. We do whatever mm-hmm. we can. We draw, we draw loud attention to the injustices. That's why my issue has never been with, with them drawing attention to injustices. If there is objective and real injustice, then you take your platform and you draw attention to it. Um, and I get that. We would do the same thing. We if would. we saw injustices, we would use our platform to address them. But sometimes when you address them, you say more than you need to say or more mm-hmm. than is appropriate. So let's bring this to a close and summarize a couple like high-level points. Um, number one. We, we would say, and I hope, gosh, nobody would take issue with this, but like racism in the community of Christians should not exist. Should not exist, but it does. Yeah. Racism in America goes back since its foundation. And yes, because of the absolutely. human condition, yeah. we, we have to Sinful condition has created this. It's going to be here for a long time. And our responsibility through our community, through our personal lives, through our church community is to live way above it and kill all semblances of it inside of us and also to fight and stick up for the people in our lives or maybe even outside of our lives who are under any kind of actual oppression. I think we would both agree we have to be aware of the narratives and the spin. um, That can be done. And it's really, really hard to look at stats and get past past them and get to the real source of some of the statistics that people are using. Uh, I'm seeing that on a liberal side and a conservative side. Mm -hmm. It's easy to spin statistics. People don't understand how easy it is, but it's it's there and palpable. And at the same time, I think we as Christians, uh, as white Christians, don't have... Uh, a race-specific association and camaraderie mm-hmm. with other whites in the way that minority communities do. Right. But we can empathize as Christians because we have that as Christians. Yes. And uh, for us to begin to understand that that may be how, not maybe, is is how much of the black community relates to one another. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to understand that and empathize that and not see it as a bad thing. The big issue with the kneeling in the NFL comes down to um, it strikes me personally that Colin Kaepernick said more than he needed to say yeah. and made kneeling an act of rejection of America rather than calling attention to oppression. Mm-hmm. I wish he wouldn't have done that. I wish he would have used if his he platform. addressed the issue and not gone the, yep. that other step further. That to me is where this went sideways. Even if just from an effectiveness perspective, I think he could have drawn more attention to it had he not made this about rejection of America, mm-hmm. which I think is the perception. And and when a football player who gets paid millions of dollars does something that communicates his shame and embarrassment of our country, that's going to upset that audience. I, for him, it's like, if do you want to make a point or do you want to make a difference? I think yeah, he wanted to make a point. That's what we say. But I don't know that it made the difference that he wanted it mm-hmm. to make. I think it could have been actually way bigger and way more meaningful had he taken maybe a subtly different route in his messaging, I think that could have been really cool. I think so too. Well, hopefully we haven't offended too many people today, Michael, and we have listeners that are going to continue with us as we talk about another cultural question that came in. And the question for next time is, in light of the Harvey Weinstein situation, should Christians boycott movies and TV? Mm -hmm.